rolling with my niggas with the top down. Best believe we gon' be alright. Open up the pack and crack it down. Oh yeah. We back with another one. What's this? This uh one, two. I got the four pretty. That's four right there. Four. four. How y'all feeling so far with four? Who got four chips right now? LeBron. 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 We feel LeBron. like that was a good one. I like that. that. was a good one. That was a good one. But look, I'm your host, Swan the Dawn, the bearded one, the one and only. Look, which camera we in, Frank? I'm right here. I'm in it. Look, the bearded one. I got the fresh cut. Got to do the right. slight little bump for y'all. I can't give y'all too <laughs> yeah. much, but yeah, you I got, got my relax. boy right next to me. What's good, people? This your boy Rod Dollar, Mister. Time it is. What you say from the nine nine oh one to the nine one seven? We got to switch that right. to the seven one eight. Son, look, you're in Brooklyn, bro. Oh no, he did say seven one eight before. Never said seven one eight. He did. The phone nine one seven. So, yeah, right, if you, yeah, you yeah, living in Brooklyn, you, you got to clean seven one eight. Seven one eight. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yo, it's your boy Carl, aka Carl Navy, aka the neighborhood shooter. I love that one the most. The legend, as some might say. Right. Today, yeah. we have an amazing guest. Yes, sir. My boy, Christian. Yes, sir. Feel me? Wait, 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 wait. We're not done. It's not, just, not done. Not just, not just Christian. Uh, not, not just Christian. Christian. Not just Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Currently, senior writer at the Daily News. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got more. Currently, one of the most illustrious NBA reporters and writers. It's my boy, Christian Winfrey. Yes, sir. My yeah, boy, Christian. Oh my is here. Yes, that boy. What's yes, going on? Yo, I, I just wanted to say, you know what I mean? Like, we, we've been blessed with some pretty good guests up to now, you know what I mean? And, like, it's only right that we keep the ball rolling. Yeah, you know bro. what I'm saying? We had to bring you in here. I appreciate that for having me, man. Yeah. This, is, this is fire. Episode four, right? Yeah. yeah. Four. Episode That's four, bro. Get four for four. Big facts. How did you even meet Christian? Oh, yo, yo, <laughs> the, yo, the way I met this dude is hilarious, bro. So, like, I'll never forget. I was at, because I used to be cool with people from Banneker and then, like, also yeah. from Brooklyn High School. But, like, okay. one day we just went to my boy. Uh, uh, that, I think that's when I was, like, Lincoln Jabari. Yeah, So yeah, we yeah. pulled up to, you feel me, Samori Curb. And we get in the crib, and yo. it's a cook-off in the crib, bro. Like, literally. How old are y'all, bro? Bro, this is high school. Yeah, high school. But we it's literally. a cook-off in high no, school? Look, so, OD. so it's him it's him and his mom versus Samori. And <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Mom, this is fire, though. So yeah. we there. <laughs> I thought you had the free crib. Mom, Dukes nah, in the crib. Right. Moms versus moms. Me versus bro. my mans, bro. What? Smoked them. Bro, Got them wait, out of here. Wait, look. So I, bro, I just walked in. Thinking, all right, it's going to be normal. You know, I'm just going to say what up. I, I become a chef. I, I, not a chef. I mean, I become a judge right. of this cooking competition, bro. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, we just here getting these good eats. <laughs> like, they're like, all right. <laughs> nah, literally, yeah, bro. Nah, like, I was, was on the board, like, judging. I'm like, yo, this yeah. is crazy. But well, I'm you, not going to lie. They, that's what I was about to they say. They won, like, yeah. but... But Samori's moms be wild. Nah, Samori moms, if, she if got you the, ever need the, the carrot cake... Nigga, the carrot cake, the cake pops... Got them from my girl one one Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga. Yo, nah. Nigga, whole bouquet of them shits. Tapped in. Shout out to her, bro. That's a fact. Nah, that day, yo, it was me and my moms. And what did we make? What was the... It was like a secret ingredient we had to use. I think it was buckwheat. Um, We made some... We made some, some. I think we Might made like good. a. I don't think was it plantain? Was it a plantain based dish know, that we bro. made? Y'all snapped though. Yeah, snapped. we made a dessert. We snapped. made a bunch of different snapped. things, and 
Samori moms was throwing down, but but Samori a liability, so he was kind of oh, yeah. waiting. Yeah, he's not, he not too down. good in it. Nah, he's not okay, too good yeah, in very many yeah, things. Yeah, no, I won't talk to him. He's not here to speak for himself. Yeah, he, he's supposed to be. We got to let him live. He may or may not pop up later on, but nah, shout out to Samori. That's my man. But nah, ever since then, me and Carl been cool. Carl just pop up at all the flexes, all the... Anything, bro. Anytime yeah, I yeah. pop by some more crib, he might be there. He be at the park hooping. I don't even be hooping like that, but I mm. know Carl gonna be there. Can I ask you a quick question? Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Is Carl nice? Oh my god, he don't. Bro. I probably wouldn't even know because I never, know, I haven't really hooped. But I, I heard hoop. stories. I you know what I'm saying? No I, beat, I heard bro. this man right here though. I just want. Well, I'm just asking a question, bro. You have to be a victim, bro. You Every week is the same thing. I can't ask a question. Yeah. If you need to play just enough? record the next episode of the pod on a, at a park, we could you know, and just settle that right there. He, he want he want to he want to come to the park so bad. Oh, just get no. smoked, bro. Like, oh no, I'm just I just asked a question. He be bro. around pro NBA players. This is what I be trying to me. tell oh, him. No, bro. This is what, what I'm trying to tell him. Because you train with Isaiah, yo, that shit. You think because you be with Isaiah, that shit gonna get you right? Nah, nigga. Nah, that was. Oh, you yeah. might have been holding that one for yeah. a minute, but I met I met Christian. I know he they're currently a writer for the uh for the Brooklyn Nets yeah, right now. Is. And um I know I'm about to say this shit again. They're getting tired of it, but I currently work for the Brooklyn Nets and that's nice. how I met this guy. Yeah. Um just seeing him in the locker room and like shout out to all those writers over there, but he just stood out like he was young. I was like, yeah, he's tapped in differently. And I looked at these other guys, they got the big nasty suits on, <laughs> they got ketchup on their shirts. Thanks. They smell like pretzels, uh, like it's yeah, just it looking crazy. And yeah. then it was a couple of dudes in it that was tapped in, and I could tell he was one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. And it just came a point in time where I would just be like, "Yo, what up, bro? You good? Yeah, yeah I'm good." And appreciate kept that, it moving bro. like that. But from from basically seeing him during that time and seeing him grow now, that shit is just fire, like yeah, big time, man. It's, it's crazy because it, part of basketball, part of like covering the sport, is just like making connections with everybody. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like even people like I've never hit you up on some. Yo, I'm writing a story about this, That's that, a that. Fact. But it's just relationships. Everything is mm-hmm. relationship building, and just like from the security guy who was out front, outside That's the door that lets us in. I give him a pound every time I see him. Like, yo, how you doing? How's the fam? Right. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Everybody. So you know, what I'm saying, of course, I'm gonna show love, and you just be around. Right. You just be chilling. I'm like, yo, right. who is this dude in here? But nah, <laughs> yeah. it's just mad young cool, black so. dude, the exactly. big one, right? Exactly. <laughs> big facts. Before we jump into our segment today, uh, we want to definitely touch on a very big topic that's going on today in our world. Sure. Uh, over in Nigeria, um, if you are not familiar with what going on, I'm going to go ahead and give you a quick context of what is taking place in Nigeria right now. All right. So sad, man. But this is coming from the Wall Street Journal, and it basically says, why have Nigerians taken taken the streets? Nigerians began demonstrating in early October, calling for the ban of a notorious police unit, the special anti-robbery squad that has been long accused of violent harassment. The protests erupted after the video showed a SARS officer allegedly shooting a man in a Delta state before driving off. Peaceful protests organized under the hashtag NSARS spread across the country of 206 million people and to Nigerian communities in the U.S. and Europe in solidarity with the movement. So basically, I think just that little paragraph within itself, it doesn't explain what's going on at the most part, but it gives you an insight. From what I've seen over the last couple of days and weeks, has I, I, I don't have words for it for the simple fact we have gone through the same things here in the U.S., but to see what's going taking place over there, it's more at, at an extreme level, and it's it's scary. And for those people, like if you think about like technology and 
just the things they've been through as a whole country. Yeah. Like, they've been through worse times and they've been through tougher times. But I think this right here is going to be one for the books. And it's definitely something that needs to be spoken about. I've seen videos where uh, somebody got shot. I think it was four guys, like, running down the block from the police. And they shot them, like, with an AK-47. And then I also seen another post today where this guy... Um, he posted, I'm going to, it's going to be here. Like, I'm going to get the screenshot and we'll put it in a um, video. But he basically wrote a tweet saying like, uh, SARS won't get me. Like they won't kill me. And four hours later, they killed they got him. him. They got They got him. Mm-hmm. So I think right now it's a tough time. We definitely need to bring light to it. Mm-hmm. And for the leaders we have here in the U.S., like if you can help, please help. Like I see a lot of uh, leaders that are, that are stepping up, which is amazing because when we go through problems here in the U.S., other countries are definitely there to step up for us first. So I definitely wanted to give some insight on that and how do y'all feel about it? I I love seeing, you know, just people using their platforms and their voices. Like anybody I know is black, white, Hispanic, African, wherever you come from. People are either A, on social media, Mm -hmm. B, out there protesting. And I kind of feel like, you know, we set the scene for the capability to be able to do this, unfortunately, because we have to deal with this in our own country. Right. Earlier this year, you know what I'm saying? Right when, when George Floyd got killed, mm-hmm. people was in the streets. I was in the streets, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I was just like, yo, nah, this this is not it. But yeah. at that point, you kind of start to see, all right, it's not just black people out there marching. It's people mm-hmm. of all different walks of life coming together for, for a common goal. And you kind of see that here, and especially mm-hmm. in, in New York and different parts of the country. We see people coming together and protesting. I love that. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, now what? You know, say so we mobilized, we got people out and marching, but now what do you do with that? And that's that's always the question, right? What mm-hmm. do you do now that you have all this attention on you? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard because you know these people are protesting because they're being oppressed, but it's like where the repercussions? Mm-hmm. The oppressors mm-hmm. aren't gonna give themselves reper- you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not gonna slap slap. They, if anything, they'll slap themselves on the yeah. head, and you know, because I saw there was something where. They basically, uh, as a result of the protest, they dissolved the SARS unit into like another unit. Mm-hmm. But then they after. hired, but they hired some people from the same unit. Right. So it's kind of like for what? It's kind of yeah. like yeah, it's kind of like hiring a bad cop uh, again, but not having. It's like him firing in a bad cop. Feel me, fire him. Put him in the FBI. Yeah, and then right. and then they're still working under a t- like they're still working how they work. You know, yeah. they're still moving how they move, and it's kind of crazy when I saw how they uh, how they discriminate against Nigerians, mm-hmm. young people that look like they're well off, look like mm-hmm. they have money. They said if you have an iPhone, you're a target. It's kind of oh, crazy wow. to me. You know crazy, what I mean? Bro. It's like we all have iPhones, so it's like damn. We, we you know here it's like you know it's being regular, black, but it's like yeah. having an iPhone and being black is like. Uh, so, and, and when I look at it too, it's literally black cops killing yeah, other wild. blacks. It's that crazy. shit is crazy, bro. Yeah, man. Like, how do you feel about that, bro? Oh, like you said, it's just like the brutality, man. It's 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 ridiculous. The things that I'm seeing, like on social media and stuff, is it's almost unbelievable. Mm. Um, and like Carl, like kind of like Carl saying, like it's just we just have to bring light to it because yes, we are going through a lot of crazy shit here in America, mm. but when you see like. <laughs> Like you said, it's like this, like black on black. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a race yeah. thing. It's about like abuse of power, like a, yeah. a crooked system. And Fighting it, it, for your rights. Yeah, bro. It, it just goes so much deeper. And just to, you know, to see, you know, my black brethren going over there, just just suffering. Mm-hmm. It's, and then it's when, sad, when I see situations like this, I always feel bad because it's like, what can I do? But I know I can't change yeah. shit. But I could try. But then it's like, we always end up back in the same spot. And this shit been going on for years, bro. 
like like speaking about that like what's going on in, like with the SARS but just like police brutality as a whole and like just black people we deal with a lot of shit and then it's like when is this shit going to stop like literally bro I get I'm like I said in the first episode I'm tired of getting patted on the back I'm tired of that shit bro I'm tired of protesting that protesting yeah. shit it, it it has a very meaningful meaning but we always end up in the same spot. At some point in time, we're just going to have to go with aggression and, like, yeah, honestly, bro, bro I, like, show people we fucking not playing. Yeah, but at the same time, we're here. You know what I'm saying? True, like, we're, we're in the U.S. And over it, it's it's tough to really talk about what it is that they need to do to, mm-hmm. to get themselves out of oppression. Yeah. Because, number one, they ain't, they ain't asked for that. That's right? They, they was born into that situation. And, number two... It's not that easy to get out because if it was, yes, it'd, it'd be yeah. gone already. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It'd be, it'd be a wrap yeah. if it was already easy. If it was easy to do it, mm-hmm. so it's it's tough to just sit here from thousands and hundreds of thousands of miles mm-hmm. away and say, hey, you know, protesting isn't enough. I, we don't have the answers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the toughest part. It's like, yo, yeah, we want to help, but literally don't know where to even start. start. Protesting sounds cool in theory, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, all it is is shining light on an issue that. Over there, they're not even trying to take care. Like you said, they're they're hiring bad cops to yeah, to replace those ones. It's like over yeah. and it's a cycle, and yeah. it's kind of like it kind of it kind of sucks because it's like we don't have there's not one real answer, and it's like you know what we go through here, um, mm-hmm. what we've dealt with forever. I don't think I know one black person that hasn't had an issue with a cop before. Honestly, I don't know one black person that hasn't been profiled. Wow. But it's like to be over there and be you know we think this is. This is terrible what mm-hmm. we what yeah. we deal with, but yeah. over there right now it's it's looking even worse, bro. Uh, yeah, what I'm cool. seeing, yeah. I'm seeing wild. It's wild, bro. They they found the warehouse today where they were actually hiding all of the food and equipment for these people to have That's due to um, COVID. So they so the cops basically they received all of these things, this food, equipment, everything to help these people out, and locked it up in this warehouse. And gratefully, these people found it. Broke into the warehouse it's and took everything that they needed, but it's, it's like, bro, wow, wow, this is. Like, look, if we if there's some way that we can make this more of a conversation or any way that we can uh, donate or anything, please write below in the comments, yeah. Comment. and we'll also do the same on our end. We'll try to put some fundraisers and donations within nice. the link in the bio. Uh, but like I said, well, I didn't say this, but this is new to me. I don't really have a lot of information on it, but there's if there's any way that I can enhance my thinking on it Facts. or I can help, please write it in the comments and please let us know. It, it just makes you feel like powerless and helpless, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because like at least over here, like with with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and stuff like that, like you could see steps being taken, right? You could see people sitting down with with congresswomen, with congressmen, with politicians, with different things like that. Over here, we have no clue how our voice impacts what they're going through over there. We have not the slightest idea. We have no idea if our donations will actually make it over there. Fact, you know what I'm true. saying? So it, it's rough. Like you said, if somebody knows different ways, I would love to help out. Yeah, for hey, sure. Bro. But we definitely want to tap into that. Like yeah. I said, comment below and let us know what we can do on our end to go ahead and you know push this thing forward and for us to get over this hump. Um, and definitely, Christian, we want to get into your journey. Oh, you know, we're going to yeah. talk about your journey. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about music, but we're going to get into that <laughs> later. We're going to tap in for sure. But first question I got for Facts. you is uh, how was it growing up in Best Style and also a- attending Yo. Benjamin Banneker at that time? Shout Yo. out to the style. Facts, bro. bro. Yo. There. I will say this. I'm not sure there's another place on the planet that I would have rather grown up than Brooklyn. That's, that's a fact. Like, that's, we just said this literally. There's nowhere we just else. 
And, and granted, like I didn't grow up in LA, so I don't know what mm-hmm. that's like. I didn't grow up in in Miami. I didn't grow mm-hmm. up in in Houston and Toronto. I didn't grow up in none of those cities. So right. obviously, I'm a little biased. But we just had our pick of doing whatever you wanted to do. You, people was always outside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Multiple bro. trains, bro. It was everything. School Shorty, was lit. we got the baddie. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I yo, can't be nah. I, so so Banica was. Banneker was basically, so I went to Hampton for college, and okay, Banneker yeah. was basically like a HBCU as a high school, right? It was mm-hmm. a predominantly black high school. We had, you know what I'm saying, African-American studies classes. All of mm-hmm. our teachers were, were Afrocentric in their own right, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. everything was, all the teachers cared for the most part, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was great, and the, the way I got to Hampton was Hampton came to my school. Hampton came to Banneker on some, yo, at that time, I probably had like a... 84 average, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I just, but at that point, I knew what I wanted to do. I was like, yeah, I want to go to college. I want to study journalism. I want to be a sports reporter here in New York. That was exactly what I wanted to do. That's tough. Right? And I guess because the journalism program came and they were like, yo, you're exactly who we want, they gave us, a, they gave me a scholarship mm, and it all just kind of went from there. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Granted, it wasn't a full ride. I didn't get a full scholarship. I didn't even right. get a half hey, scholarship. Anything, it was anything, you know what I'm saying? Anything is anything, anything. in that college. Mm-hmm. And, and then from there, you just you just take it. You get one foot in the door. You put another foot in the door. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get onto the school newspaper. You start as a staff writer. You become sports editor, associate editor, editor-in-chief, internships, bleacher report, all types of stuff. Yeah, this, <laughs> Big time. Like how he just slid that in. Right, he did all that. Our boy did all that. Not even going to hold you. Bleacher Report was my first internship. That was like my first full, like that was before Turner bought them. That was when they were still small. Um, I became a featured columnist on there writing about the Nets and about the Trailblazers and about the Giants. Um, And then from there, that's where I started to build, I kind of guess my name as a a sports writer. And then I went back to school. At that point, I was still writing at Hampton, um, interned at NBC Sports, um, interned in D.C., and then somebody, I, what really gave me the opportunity to blow up was when I got the job at About.com. You never, About.com, you don't equate that with sports. No, but, yeah. but for two years, they had a sports section. And I got hired in the last year of that section. Uh, I found the job on Indeed, honestly, on Indeed.com. Shout out to Indeed. Job. Yeah, <laughs> facts. Uh, shout out to Connor Hughes. He's probably never going to see this podcast right. ever, but he was the guy that hired me. Um, and yeah, they, they didn't give me any credentials. They was like, yo, you, we can't get you credentials, but maybe you could try your own. Shot mm-hmm. them an email, got credentials. And then from there, just opened the door. Um, and I feel like that all started here here in Brooklyn, honestly, because here it's like, yo, the, the world is at your fingertips. You just got to go get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You learn that early. Like, yo, it's like you see people yeah. run around the corner. You see someone driving a Benz. You know what I'm saying? Run around yeah. the corner. Rose see people just mad bread. People, people like, flossing mad cash. Like, yo, I'm trying to get to it, too. You got to get to it your own way. Yeah, but it, it, you just learn to go to go get it, whatever you want it, whatever you want. So... That's that's Brooklyn for was, you, right? Was there. that like the New York? You think that was like a New York mind state, like that just had you like I. You was kind of in a way, even if it's not, you know, even if you're not selling drugs, even if you're not doing this, you're hustling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're on your exactly. you're grinding, you're, bro. You're I had to, bro. I didn't really start getting paid for journalism until 2017 when I took the job at SB Nation. That was my first full time uh, writing gig, and I was making. Entry. I was probably making. Now nah, at that point, I was making forty k to write. Okay. And mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was. I'd say that was probably 2017, 2016. That's probably twenty sixteen. So a year after college. Okay. Um, before that, bro, I was making five dollars a story. Yeah. Seven dollars yeah. a story. I'm writing. It's crazy. Ten stories a week. Yeah, trying to write that many crazy. stories in a week. You know what I'm saying? Like I was not making bread. That's how it is. That's how the journalism game is. If you're not in a full time gig, yeah. you're freelancing. If you're not freelancing at a big corporation, you got to freelance at a bunch of other places. And New York will train you for that, honestly, because you got to hustle. You got right. to get it yeah. how you can. And, and this is like the sports capital, too. Like exactly. One of the sports capital. Exactly. That's exactly. So you always, and, you, and here especially, you, you six degrees of separation from anywhere. 
from anybody. So. Yo, so we just Ooh, had this conversation. Is, is it six degrees or is it seven degrees? Uh, I thought it was a six, but it could be seven. Seven or six. That. It might be six. And then you, you did, was, you yeah. did say it's like six, seven. I was like, seven. Is it six or yeah. seven? Yeah, something. I think it's six. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I literally didn't, didn't know what they was talking about. You didn't know what it was. Oh, they put me on. That's what I That's what You always know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody else. So you know someone that knows Obama. You know someone that knows Jeff Bezos. You'd be surprised. Okay. Oh, oh six. My my guy Frank six. six. He tapped he in. Confirmed. That's a fact. Look, when you got a good studio, you can do shit like that. Nah, you can tap bro. in real quick. Bro, I thought I was gonna be wrong. If I'd have been wrong, I'd have been tight because I was I said, saying six degrees yeah, separation forever now. You said seven. Yeah, you said seven. So I'm not, I'm not slow. So. <laughs> Definitely um, said seven. Now, nah, yeah, but um, I wanted to ask like who influenced you, or like who kind of pushed you to want to be a sports writer? Like, did you always know you Yo. wanted to be a sports writer? Um, So for me, it was either be a sports writer or be a chef, right? I was either going to go mm-hmm. to journalism school or culinary school. And the conversation with my mother went, so my mother was never a writer, right? She was she was a designer. She was a design director for Rockaway, Daria, Calvin Klein, kids, right? She, all did, right. she did all the girls sections. Um, fire. So I, I was sitting down with her and talking about, you know, like a lot of times, you know, kids will try to emulate their parents in some mm. way, but I never had an artistic bone in my body, you know what I'm saying? Aside right. from drawing stick figures, that's that's the best <laughs> right. it's going to get. But like, she was always like, yo, you know, I was the first in my family to, to do this, you know what I'm mm. saying? So you don't have to do what I wanted, what I did. You could do whatever it is that you want, just like plan it out and go for it. Mm-hmm. So from there, I was like, yeah, I'm, I've always been a great writer. I, I love basketball. I know I'm not going to the league. I think that... That was what <laughs> helped me the most was just like the very early realization that I'm not going to not the going knowing to you love this sport. Yeah, but but, but you gotta, gotta love it a different yeah. way, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, good. I just knew if I was gonna try to hoop, it'd have been bad, and then I'd have been working at like Walgreens, age thirty five, been bad, bro. I, I just knew. So I was shout like, out yo, to the people that work at Walgreens. Exactly. I ain't mean to drag nobody, but like you know, what I'm I mean to drag nobody. Hopefully, nobody yeah, that right. work at Walgreens is, is watching this podcast. But <laughs> yeah, nah, but I just knew. I just knew early. Like Walgreens is crazy. He didn't even say right there. He said Walgreens. My fault, my fault, child. I didn't mean to drag nobody. Walgreens. Family Dollar. Not CVS. Dollar General. Not family. Not family, Mark. Not Dollar Tree. People's Choice. But nah, but I mean, I I only brought that up to say, (laughs) (laughs) I only brought that up to say, like, yo, like, I I knew from early, and then I had that, my mother as a god, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't have that successful parent. To, to follow and to and to give them advice and tell them, yo, just chase your dreams. Everything else is going to come around. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I like, when I was younger, I told myself, yeah, I want to be the post for New York City sports. And right now, I feel like I work at the best New York newspaper, mm-hmm. and I am a premier New York sports writer in this Talk market, shit, in the, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. biggest Talk sports it. market on the planet, right? Like, right. is there a bigger mm-hmm. sports market on the planet I than New York? So. not. Nope. Right. So... That's where I'm at, and that all started from my mother planting that seed in me early. Um, like, yo, you know, you can you can do whatever it is that you want, and from there it was just like, yo, who do I want to be like? You know, obviously I, I watched a lot of Stephen A. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it started from boring ass Associated Press wire stories wow. that be in the newspapers. I read those, I'm like, yo, these are boring. What can I do with them? So I would just take them, rewrite them in my own. I started a little blog. Called, nah, that's tough, bro. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's fire, bro. Yeah. I started a blog when I was in high school. It's called Burrow Hall Ball. Um, this was before the Nets came to Brooklyn. But I was like, yo, you know, it's just some chill. It never really picked up, but that was where I got the habit of, okay, let me get this story in five to ten minutes after the buzzer so mm-hmm. I know, okay, I wrote on this, it's ready to go. Um, and then freshman year in college, I got the Bleacher Report internship, mm-hmm. and that's where I started to really learn how the newsroom works, and that's where I was like, nah, I can actually do this. And mm-hmm. here we are. That's nice. fire, bro. Yeah. That's big fire. And then I want to speak on, like you said, SB Nation was the first. Uh, yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to them. 
they they made a bet on me. They they definitely took a chance on me. At that point, I had no prior full time experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I sat down for the interview, and and the guy who ended up being my editor for three seasons was like, "Yo, we we think you're mad creative. Um, just how do you think you can fit in with us?" And from there, it was just like, "Yo, I could write, and I'm passionate about sports, and that's all it is. SB Nation. It's just yeah, like yeah. a big site of people who are passionate about sports." And it was like, "Yo, well, we would kind of want you to be bigger than just writing about." the game what else can you write about so that's when i started writing about basketball and food how i interviewed Mm. Dwayne wade chef uh interviewed james harden's uh stylist i did mad different little interviews like that and that kind of like helped me expand my brand um yeah now sb nation has some really good people there they laid a lot of people off too i kind of got out of there before the layoffs right Mm. how did that transition happen though from like sb nation to where you're at currently bro i woke up to a email from the editor that i have now at the daily news on some yo what's up we trying to talk and that was That's it, bro. Fine. At that point, I was like, yo, nah. I knew SB Nation wasn't going to match the salary because it, right. it, it, I just knew they didn't have the budget for that. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, if y'all not going to match it, I'm I got to go. Yeah, <laughs> right. no choice. To cover, to cover my hometown team. Why you not? Know what I'm saying? Like, why not? So, I was going to say, did, did someone kind of put that bug in their ear like... Christian Winfield right here, like mm, boom. Like, I like, check so him did out. someone at SB do that or like? Nah, someone okay. just was like, "Yo, the my editor at the Daily News right now, his name is Kyle Wagner." Shot me an email one day, like, "Hey, uh, I'm the editor here at the at the New York Daily News. Can we talk?" Their office is right around the corner from the SB Nation office. I was like, "Hell yeah!" Sat down. He's like, "Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to hire you out." I was like, "Oh, copy, okay." Right and at that point, there. it became like negotiations of right. salary. I let them negotiate because they didn't know what I was making at the time. Right. I didn't want them. To know. <laughs> you didn't want right. them. To and know. they started at a number that was already mad high. I was like, "Let me get twenty five hundred more," and then right. that was mm-hmm. it. It was good. So tapped in. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, you know what? I, I'm. I, this is the perfect scenario. I'm at home covering my hometown team. I get to be around ba- around basketball all the time. Get paid mm-hmm. to write about." Get paid to write about basketball, bro. Like what? Son, that's a, a dream. dream. You yeah. be a dream. That's a fact. Yeah. Like you knew you wasn't gonna make it, but like, yeah, nah, like I But you made I'm gonna write it. about yeah, it, nah, right? I, I, I made wanna, it. Still. I want to like play myself. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I knew I wasn't going to the league. I wish Carl come this since. <laughs> you got hoop dreams, Carl? No. He he could he could get he you. Thinks a, I, he thinks I. He could get you a shadower, bro. He get you. He want to be Jesus shadower. He don't even want to play ball, bro. He don't even want to play. Because I know. You tell him pull up. He be scared, bro. He's spooked. Who you who you could pay your game to? My game. I got players I love that I was like. Who do you play? I got no meaning. Like I have players that you know. I took. I took little, 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 Sean Marion. This nigga don't even play ball. Sean Marion. Nah, CP. You feel me? I got the little. Get, no, no, you look, better not. You don't play ball, you bro. Not. You I don't leave hoop. right now. You don't hoop. I can get people on Facetime Yo, right now, bro. He says CP. Who are you picking? Bro? Who are you picking? CP. Who are you picking? For me, I have things I use from his me? game. Like for me, I have shit I use from his Yo. game. Yo, what do you use? How do you play? I gotta, I gotta who do you play? Who, who do you play like, bro? You see him play. Who do you play like? Look, look, look. I got shit. At the end of the day, like me. At the end of the day, Jawan, just pull good. up tomorrow. Just pull but up thank tomorrow. Thank you. Pull up tomorrow. You don't got no videos. You pull up tomorrow. We're gonna see. That's gonna be that. We we gonna see if Chris Paul happens, bro. I ain't say I'm Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. I said I got a little shit I use from his Yo, game. Chris Paul, floaters. Chris Paul also he you know you you know how Chris Paul keeps defenders behind him. Oh, you be doing well, that off of screens? Uh, yeah, that's bro. That's little shit. Chris, he don't even know. He don't watch ball, bro. He know it's I'm cool. Going, right? It's know cool. All I know is I want to I want to see you hoop because I never see you hoop. I just see you around hoopers. Yo. I never see you. Hoop, I seen the jumper one time on the story. Yeah, I seen it on the story. Like he almost hurt himself. 
Come on, bro. Like, yo. Oh, yeah, I did see it a little. You seen it, right? <laughs> Look like he almost pulled something. Yeah, that, nigga, that nigga went like this after. Yeah. <laughs> he was like this after. All right, let's continue. Let's continue yeah, the sure. podcast. Let, let me not talk about me right now. Let me not. Oh, oh, man. Moving on. Yeah. Moving, moving yo, on, moving ladies and Oh, my God. Oh, yo. my God. All right. Um, so, I want to get into, you know, just yeah, your sports and basketball journey. Sure. Uh, talk about basketball. Like, I think this is something that I've been itching for to speak about with you. Um, and basically, what I want to know is um how has it been or you know covering the nets and like being in the locker room and you know just hearing yeah. different conversations and you know being inside the locker room for the most part like. it's a blessing in disguise it's a blessing that i never thought like i never thought that this particular blessing would be a byproduct of the journey because when you're around people who do things at the highest of the high level they drop gems for you unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Like they put you on game and they don't even know it. Like you hear somebody, for example, you, what's a good example? Karis. How Karis has been hurt. Karis has been hurt basically every year from from Michigan to to NBA. Got hurt this season. Got mm-hmm. the thumb injury. And all you and hear him remember talk he about, got hurt within the season and came back yeah, within that same that's what season. I'm saying. And, and all you hear him talk about is, yo, I'm just gonna continue to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna continue to work and, and eventually it's gonna pay off. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just one of every every top NBA player says something along those lines. Yo, it's the work. We just go, you know, we lost today, but we back at it in the gym tomorrow. Right. We're gonna figure it out and we're gonna work. And every elite player has some type of gem like that that just reminds you that it's the hard work that you put in. That that rewards you in the end, and it's just mm-hmm. like like if he's over here hurt, if KD is out here hurt, putting in work every day, can't put no weight on his on his leg. What is my excuse? Why why can't I roll over and and scroll down the timeline and learn something new and write about it? You know what I'm saying? Right. Why can't mm-hmm. I hit the gym and, and try to burn some of this coronavirus weight off? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like why can't I do definitely all these be things? seeing you in the gym too? Right, I'll be trying. But I need to be in the gym a little more. It's bad right there. <laughs> but nah, but it's just like. That's that's one part of being of being in the locker room, just the gems that all these people drop. And then on top of that, yo, NBA players are just regular people, bro. Exactly, they regular, regular people dudes, exactly. with a lot just, of money, they but they don't care. Money, like, they, don't, they don't care about that bro, shit, bro. They know what come with it. Just have that, and that's and that's how you you make these relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yo, people be starstruck. Like, I don't bro, got time for that, bro. Cool, I ain't gonna cap. My first year, I was starstruck. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. First yeah. year, starstruck, bro. Yeah. Like <laughs> my, my first year with uh with about. Dot com. They had me in the Knicks locker room and Melo was there. And at that point, you know, I'm just out of college. I'm seeing Melo in the Mello locker was room. I'm like, lit. yeah, yeah Melo walks right. in. He got the fur on. I'm like, yo, Melo acted different. But <laughs> but now, once you once you understand and you start yeah. chopping it up with people, they all regular people, That's bro. They fact. all come from the same humble beginnings. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Trying to work. They all put in the work to get here. Nothing, nothing was given to them. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's cool. That part of it is mad cool. Just understanding, yo, these... He's just like me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's going to go home and, and play Call of Duty. And so he's about fact. to go play Wars or he might run in the car. That's you know fact. what I'm saying? Like, That's you never fact. know. All these all these dudes are cool. They all like to eat. They all like the same things. Dude, Everybody same else regular do, right? shit, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. He might go for a run one day and bump into Joe Harris out for a run on his own. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, you you never know. So it's a lot of interesting little parts to it. But that, them being regular people, but also the gems they drop along the way. Right. And then just the little stories within a story. Like, you go... Have them cracking jokes in the locker room. Theo Pinson is a clown. The little bit right. of time that Shump was there, bro. Sh- Shump Yo, had Shump me in tears, for the, I think well, Shump was there for like 10 days, right? Yeah. Shump is, I think, probably like top five. Like KG up there too. Yo. As far as comedians, like yeah. in the league, bro. 
And I think it's just like his Chicago slang just puts a little yeah. extra umph on it, and the niggas bro, just funny, he, bro. He top five for sure. Tears. Him and DeAndre be having me weak. That's DeAndre. a fact. Be a DeAndre, damn, yeah. they curse me DeAndre. What happened with that? that? How did he almost curse you? Nah, out? we was in, we was in uh, at practice. So you right. know they got the practice facility over in like Sunset Park. And uh, he was taking his time to like we was all all the media was waiting for him. Waiting, yeah. yeah, he was just like strolling, and then he was he was walking real slow. And he looked at me, he goes, "What y'all y'all waiting on me?" I'm like, "Yeah, we waiting on you. Hurry up!" But he was like, "I bet." And then he walked over there. He looked at me, he's like, "Nah, you asked me the first three questions." <laughs> and good thing for me, I had three questions ready right. for him. You know what I'm saying? We're but always ready. Then I bumped into him at another event. Uh, when they unveiled the Biggie jerseys, right, and he was the one that wore the jersey, and then, you know what I'm saying, had an open bar type stuff. So now mm. I'm drinking a little bit, he drinking, we chopping right. it up. It, it's it's cool, bro. Making those just they that's what goes back to say. I mean, players are just regular people, that's bro. A fact, bro. That's all it boils down to. That's fire, that's yeah, man. Yo, I, I mean, I wanted to like know, like, do you have anyone that's like a favorite reporter of yours personally? That not even yeah. that you look up to, because at this point, you know, that's someone that you work near. Like, mm. do you have anyone that you admire right now? Hmm. All right. So y'all gonna take this the wrong way, but one person I definitely like admire in a way is Taylor Rooks. Um, <sighs> she because okay. So remember, remember how Jonathan Isaac did, refused to take a knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan yeah. Isaac refused to take a knee in the bubble, and the question she asked him was great. It's straight. She's yeah. straight to the point. She goes, "Hey, Jonathan Taylor Rooks, do you believe Black Lives Matter?" And she left it mm. at that. Mm, so at that yeah. point, now you have to. Answer that in your own way after you did not take a knee, yeah. right? After you stood in solidarity against what everybody else is doing in the name of Black Lives Matter. And she just consistently does things like that. Like yeah. LeBron was holding the book in his hands, and she was like, Hey, what have you? It was, it was the autobiography of Malcolm X. LeBron's holding the autobiography of Malcolm yo, X. Yo, yo goes, that was so. I'm going to tell you right I, now, LeBron like, did not read that book. LeBron be capping a lot of them books and shit. He did not read Godfather. That was awkward. That was bad. He repeated himself. OD. He was a very smart man. It was like a five-year-old trying to tell a story. I'm surprised she went at that nigga like that. You got, she, she knew what she, she was doing. That's, that's, right. that's what she does. I, I appreciate the way she does it. I appreciate uh, who else. There's a lot of writers that I like, man. Howard Beck, uh, Bleacher oh, yeah. Report. He's written everywhere, pretty much. He's one of the smartest. That's a guy. Anytime I see him, I pick mm -hmm. his brain for at least 20 minutes. I bumped into him at All Star Weekend in uh, in Chicago, and I was just like, "Yo, Howard, man, you've been in the game for 20, 25, 30 years. What's the secret?" Man just spoke to me there for an hour and some change, mm. just dropping gems about what he's been. He was just like, yo, man, just make sure the writing speaks for itself. If the writing speaks for itself, everything else will take care of itself. And I was like, you know what? Say that. And then mm. that's when you start going line by line, word for word, trying to refine your craft. Like, it's a lot of good people in this industry, man. Stephen A, obviously, is another one. Um, just... His energy that is Mario Chalmers. Look, <laughs> Mario Chalmers, stay off the weed. Yeah, we Should the not have weed. the ball in the last yeah. five seconds of the quarter. Yeah, nah, yeah. that's a fact. Um, but nah, those three. Uh, who else did I look up to in this space? Um, Ian Begley is another one. He used to work at ESPN. He was covering New York sports. Uh, now he's at SNY. Um, just people who are at it every day, consistent, like people that you go to their page and you know exactly what you're going to get. Like, all right, Ian's covering the Knicks. He's about to be talking to X, Y, and Z. He can break certain things down. Malika Andrews at ESPN is a genius. She is one of the smartest people that I know, um, and she's also one hell of a reporter. Uh, so many people, man. This this field, and that's what kind of makes me feel blessed to have this platform because there are so many people that are honestly, I'm not even afraid to say, man. There's people that are smarter than me. There's mm -hmm. people that have more connections than me. There's people that break more news than me. But 
the end of the day, not everybody's pen is as strong as mine. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I've been able to, to hold down this, this, this spot. And uh, it kind of just makes you feel like, damn, like, you know, you've kind of arrived, but you can't sit into that I've arrived yeah. mode. Because once you feel like you've arrived, someone comes and snatches come, that yeah. seat from under mm-hmm. you, bro. So, so what crazy. I want to bring up, um, rest in peace, like Stuart Scott, man. Right. Has he had any oh, influence on, like, your craft and, like, your creativity and your passion? Nah, actually, no. I just thought he was a dope dude, man. I never got a chance to meet him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, dang, I wish I got a chance. There's a lot of people I wish I got a chance to meet. I wish I got a chance to even be around Kobe in the locker room. Never got a chance to cover him at a game. Um, dang, so maybe nah. I never even got. That's, that's one of those where if I know, I wish if I had a conversation with him, he'd have left me with so many. It's a lot of like I, I came into this field without any real mentors. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I had to do my own thing. Well, I look had how far it got you though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I wish I had somebody. Imagine if I had Stuart Scott in my corner. Like yo, nah, don't yeah. do this, do that. You know. Um, one person that I had as a mentor very early on was Jameel Hill, which is very funny. Um, she real. Yeah. Well, she tapped I, in for sure, OD, too. When I was graduating in Hampton, I figured I everyone's name, everyone's email address at ESPN ends with at ESPN.com. And their email address start with first letter of first name, entire last name, right? Mm-hmm. So I shot, that was the point when Michael Smith and Jamil Hill had their show. Right. So I shot an email to M. Smith at ESPN and J. Hill at ESPN.com. Apparently there's been like 85,000 Michael Smiths at ESPN in history. So right. Michael Smith yeah. was like M. Smith 15 or something like mm-hmm. that. But Jamil, the email to Jamil went through. And she was like, hey, Christian, uh, we can hop on the phone whenever. She got on the phone with me two days later, put me on Mad Game. Um, she's mad cool. Yeah, a lot of these things are just like you got. They're happening to you, bro. And yeah, bro. I've been getting. I mean, I've been getting fortunate, and honestly, I've been at it so long. Bro. I've been writing about sports since high school, bro. Like it had yeah, to happen. It, from, from my mind, there was no other way this was gonna go. Like right. I told myself, I'm not gonna get stuck covering high school sports. I'm not gonna be a, a college sports reporter. I'm gonna come home and write about NBA basketball. And yeah, you got tunnel up. vision to yeah you, to where you wanted yeah. you know to go. And yeah. It worked out. Yeah, man. Do you, um, I was going to say, like, do you have, like, an, an ideal end goal? Like, what's your goal? Man, um, my goal is to not even be in journalism, honestly. Word. Um, yeah, I'll probably be in journalism another, uh, i say probably another, a decade is probably pushing it. I'd like to be out of there in the, in the 35, 33 okay. to 35 mm-hmm. range. But um, we've had reporters who have, like, parlayed themselves into front office roles at NBA teams. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we seen one, uh, who was it? Somebody at SI, uh, at Sports Illustrated, got a job with the Clippers. Um, we've seen this happen over history, and why not me? You know what I'm saying? So that's always been the goal for me. Like, I always wanted to be the best journalist that I could be, but journalism was never the end goal for me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to be part of a championship so team. You feel, like you feel this me? This is like, kind of like a segue. In a, yeah, in a nah, way. that was yeah. the plan. It was, it was always okay. was supposed to be a segue. You know what I'm saying? So it was always make the relationships, do great work, and then eventually make that transition over. Um, and I've never actually said that publicly, so that's crazy. Yeah, this is the first I ever told anybody. Right, um, right, bro. But Lee. yeah. Lee. Oh, see, y'all on it back here. Stop playing. Yeah, he tapped in. Boy out oh, there. See, look. Man. Whatever come you get paid, Look, come double. on down to death row, man. You want a good, <laughs> co- a good podcast? Come on down to death row, Facts. man. He tapped in. Lee Jacobs. Yeah, now Lee Jacobs is, is, is good people, smart. Um, And I'm kind of trying to follow that mode. If the opportunity presented itself, could Gone. you see yourself making that transition to like maybe like TV personality? Gone. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know, sure. say people do all types of things. You know, I could. I've been on TV before. They've had me on on CBS. They've had me on CNN in the Philippines. You know what I'm saying? They've had me on a bunch of different <laughs> TV stations in, talking. Man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, SNY's had me on there. NBC. I've been on a couple different. I've never had my own show though. 
That'd mm-hmm. be interesting. Uh, I never did that. I, I would definitely try to do that though. That's probably something that something that might be in the work sometime soon. Actually, not even gonna hold you. Oh, oh, if no if what we say, don't tell nobody. <laughs> yeah, we ain't gonna tell y'all again. Yeah, I was gonna say if you did hit uh, a front office of a team, what team would it? Would you prefer, if you had a preference? The Knicks for sure. I grew up. I grew up when we grew up in New York. There was no other team, right? So when I was little, it was nah, like, yo, and they still were no good. Nah, you know nah I saying? respect. They that. was no that. good back then, and they still not good now. So you yeah. feel like you feel like you'd be the one. You'd be the one to make I'm the chosen that. one, bro. We're not, yo. I'm, a, I'm gonna if we see this in the future, in. and I believe it will happen. We're gonna play this back. I'm but just know in. if the Knicks don't have, I believe you're gonna get in that front office. But yeah. if the Knicks don't have a winning record, you, you gotta relax. Down on nah, you, right? yeah, nah, yeah, nah, nah. Right. That's, that's, that's what comes down. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I dealt it out. I'm gonna have to take it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't see, nah, I don't nah, see I'm, losses in the nah, future. Nah, I'm ruining for you though. For nah, yeah, big facts, big facts, bro, bro. We're gonna tap a little bit deeper into sports. Facts. I have a personal question, and we can all have an input on this. Hit me. Uh, where do you see these three free agents this summer possibly Ooh. ending up. Okay. Um, and where do you think a good team will be a good fit for them? Copy. So the three players we have is Brandon Ingram. Ingram. Brandon, okay. We got Montrez Harrell. Okay. And we have Fred Van Vliet. Yep. Okay. So let's start first with Brandon. What do you think would be a good spot for him to end up at? I think he needs to go right back to New Orleans. I don't think anywhere else Facts. makes sense. Number one, New Orleans mm-hmm. can give him the most money, right. and he's not going to get no more money anywhere else. That and that in and of itself, no one ever turns down that rookie extension mm-hmm. uh, off rip. I, I doubt they're going to give it to him, but five years, 158 is the max. they probably give him something a little lower than that. But it'd be um, worth it. Yeah. yeah. And just when you see what he was able to do there last season, brought in Stan Van Gundy on the Pelicans. I think Stan's a great head coach. I don't know why he's been out the league for so long. Right. Um, and you've got Zion. I think Brandon shot what, like 39% from three yeah. last season? Most right. improved player. Yeah, most improved. Yeah, 39. Sure. You shooting 30. That was the one knock on you was, A, you're, you're a little frail. You need to get a little stronger. With B, yeah. you can't shoot mm-hmm. threes. Shooting threes at 39%. Could get to the rack, finish whenever. Yeah, go right back. Run it back with Zion. Um, Drew, whether they end up trading Drew or keeping him. Drew mm-hmm. is a beautiful Bro, that's the most. Sleeping sleeping on that's him, one of the yeah. most underrated players. They sleep in the for, sure. for sure, yeah. for sure. Is you can Big keep time. him there. You can yeah. just find he's gonna be a free yeah. agent. You can keep him there and be competitive. Maybe resign him, right. trade him, get whatever you want for him. He fits in anywhere, bro. I that's love him. Um, but yeah, for Brandon Ingram, I would say he either goes. Nah, I don't think it's either. He's gonna be. He's, he's gonna, gonna be a restricted free agent. Okay. They're gonna match any other offer. If another team makes an offer, they're gonna match it. So that's a dub. So definitely a smart move on the Pelicans to try to keep that man. Yeah, cool. Montrez Harrell. Mm. That's tough. I would you like to think to about him. that whole team now too yeah. when you put them into talks. It's tough because the Clippers were just so disappointing this year, bro. If it's mm-hmm. if they get to the Western Conference Finals, like, all right, don't matter, run it back because you lost to the Lakers and you probably was going to end up losing to the Lakers anyway. Right. But you lose to the Nuggets, who have not done this before. You know right. what I'm saying? This is a young team. Y'all got right. Kawhi. Y'all got Paul George. Y'all got all these pieces. You got two six man of the year candidates. You got the best defending point guard, or at least one of them. And you and you go out sorry like that, but I, I thought Montrez could have been an all star this year. Yeah, the way he was playing the early stats were. But but then he had that whole situation where he missed a lot of games, especially in the bubble. Um, yeah. and then he came back late, wasn't in shape. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. 
Honestly, I think he needs to stay there. I think he needs to stay there another year or two and really try to run it back. I think the Clippers could win a ring. Mm-hmm. They just got to figure it out. Either A, trade Paul George, or B, Ty Lue better be the Paul George whisperer. Because yeah. <laughs> once we've seen, bro, once that shot from Paul George went off the backboard, yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Nah, we talking nah, Paul over. George trade already? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We were talking Paul yeah. George trade as 100%. soon as they got knocked off. Bro. I mean, I feel like it's a lot of players that are productive that they can get in over Paul George. Not That's to say Paul George is sure. productive, yeah. but. But, yeah, after, like, this, after this, what he yeah, showed. Yeah, yeah. I, I Paul George, but yeah, I just I feel like, it, yeah. yeah, it's just too inconsistent. Yeah, it's a liability. Chemistry man. is yeah, important, man. It's like, tough. as good as Kyrie is, you see that one, how how his chemistry on that team was, mm-hmm. and it might be different on another team. You know what I mean? That's it's just people don't always mesh. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. I feel like the Clippers, the way they are, like, I feel like everyone has their own style on that team. So it's not really like one uh, one tight knit group. You know what I mean? Like I feel yeah. like they think they're so good. Mm-hmm. That That's probably the way it's it's everyone up. thinks they're so good and they are that good, mm-hmm. but they're not that good in mm-hmm. reality. You know what I mean? It just never worked out. Yeah. Um Fred Van Vliet is an interesting one. Before you start, oh, I feel God. like Fred should go to a team and run that shit. No, no. No? He's a dog. No. He, no? He could be a star. He's a he star. Can't, look, he look. Could be. I won't say he, he'll, he'll have to be on the team with somebody else to run it, but I can definitely see him going to another team and at least like bringing that shit off the ground, at least, if he has another player to play with. The only thing about him, I was going to say, he's like a scoring. He's, 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 he needs a point guard with him. He needs someone to pair. You got to pair him with another guard. With another guard. That's gonna the way the way. He's Fred not Van facilitating Vliet, off. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's more of a scorer. He's like a, a two in a one's body. Yeah, facts. Um, I could see him staying in Toronto too, but the way I see that happening is, I think the the Raptors would trade Kyle Lowry back home, send him to Philly, and get some pieces for him. You know what I'm saying? Because Kyle Lowry is how old now? He's getting up his age, and I think this is about to be the last year on his contract. So he might be able to get something back from. He's making thirty something million, mm-hmm. um, and I, honestly, I think the Raptors they have that young core. You about to lose Serge. Serge is probably coming here, right? If I had to, if I was a betting man right mm-hmm. now, I'm betting Serge is coming to Brooklyn. Um, Marcus Saul is probably not staying. Yeah, he's about to. You about to have to have a full youth I, I, restart. Yeah, I actually retool. like that Toronto team. I yeah. think with a few more pieces, I feel like they're still very solid. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's crazy how good Toronto has been over the last few years. And Shows it's yeah. not just Kawhi, bro. Nick Nurse. That's Nick Nurse. Nick bro. Nurse. That's Nick that's Nurse. Is that coach. good coaching? Good. Good. They system. just stole his assistant in yeah. Indiana. Indiana hired him. Hired. I forget what that guy. I can't even pronounce his name. It's like Nate Bjork. Bjork. Mm-hmm. Some <laughs> whatever. However you say his last name, right. they stole him. In, in in Indiana, so well, I'm glad you brought up assistants and coaches and <laughs> <laughs> a lot Yo. that's going on um, today. A very interesting thing happened. Amari Stoudemire uh, has been appointed to be an assistant coach sure. um, for the Brooklyn Nets. How do we all feel about that? Well, you got to remember who he spoke to first. The first person he tried to hire was Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk was like, nah, I'm, if I, I don't want to do it now, and if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Then we started hearing, okay, maybe Mike D'Antoni, who he obviously has, has his own ties with coaching them in Phoenix. Um, I mean, it makes sense. You, you're mm-hmm. a first-time head coach. You want people around you that That's you know. That's going to make the team yeah, match, yeah. But it, it's just, I, I'm of the belief that if you're trying to build a championship team, you mm-hmm. need to have championship assistant coaches or a championship coach, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously that's not completely necessary because look at what happened in L.A. Frank Vogel never won anything, and now he wins one. But you have LeBron. You know what I'm saying? You got and LeBron and AD. That's and they got, they got, got Katie and Kyrie, Exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's at both positions. So, but also, Frank Vogel ain't no rookie. Frank Vogel is, was, was a tough yeah. coach in Indiana, and Orlando dealt with a bad hand when he was there. 
Um, it, it's going to be interesting. I we never seen Amari Stoudemire on a sideline before. You know what right. I'm saying? So these are two <laughs> completely rookie coaches going after it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I look at I got I'm fifty fifty with it, mm-hmm. but I think because both of them are going to come with that fight. And yeah. it's not too long to where they haven't been on the floor, mm-hmm. so they're still going to have that fight in them. So I think it'll be definitely something interesting to see, yeah. uh, speci- uh, specifically with Katie and Kyrie, and then hopefully uh, some new guys that they'll be uh, bringing in. I'm interested to see what happens, to be honest. Yeah, I had asked Steve um, in the presser in the press conference, which mm-hmm. is crazy because it was on Zoom, yeah, right? Like that. this whole I need this shit to stop, bro. Exactly. It's getting annoying. Please, now. Cole. Anyway, I, I had asked him, yo, like you know, what I'm saying you had played, you played with. With Amari, you played with Dirk. You know what I'm saying? You played with Dwight. Are you going to use any? Are you going to use KD and Kyrie in the same way that you played with? Mm-hmm. Um, saying the same way that you played with these these forwards and these bigs. And he was like, you know, I don't really want to fit them into the mold of what we did before. But you just brought Amari Stoudemire over, right? So y'all clearly are thinking along that same line. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fun. Imagine you got pick and roll with with KD and Kyrie. What? How do you stop oh that? Because KD's going to pop first. Yeah, you can't right. guard Kyrie. That's, that goes out the window. You can't stop him. That's you really can't guard KD either because he's going to shoot over you. Yeah. That's a good That's a good little tool. What are you going to do? Yeah. And then you got Joe Harris on the side. He's oh going to hit all the threes. Yeah. You got DeAndre Jordan or Jared Allen Download. They're going to grab the rebounds. Oh my and then you probably got another shooter on the floor. Or you got Kyrie who can put the ball on the floor and get to the right and create. Another. Yeah, it's Do you think Brooklyn bad, needs bro. another piece? Yeah. Okay. They need a four, bro. They need that four. They need a four. I don't think they need a star. I don't think you need a third star. I think you need role players that make sense. Mm -hmm. And really good guy, you know what I'm saying? Someone that I could go in the locker room and talk to, but I personally don't think he's the best fit. I don't think Torian Prince is that guy for this team. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He just wasn't as good of a defender as the Nets hoped he would be, and he Mm -hmm. wasn't a consistent enough shooter. And that's what they need, someone who's going to go out there, hit their threes, play defense. Um, It could be Serge. Um, it could be there's a number That'd of different nice. guys. Yeah, it, the tough, other thing man. is they don't have enough cap space. The Nets they have a, I think five point nine million dollars to spend mm-hmm. on free agents this summer. You probably not gonna get Paul Millsap with that. You are definitely yeah. not getting Jeremy Grant with that. It's a but lot man, of players. You got to look at it too. Get. Like, look, we got KD Kyrie. I'll take that pay cut, bro. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. I'll take if that you pay get in the ring, yeah, that's that's the other part. Give me that. So, names just sound nice. I'll though. take yeah, a bro. Yeah, facts, <laughs> facts. They not they not leaving. I doubt Jeremy Grant. Nah, he well he opted out, but he's gonna resign. Yeah, but his stock is going. Yeah, he's gonna get back. He was hooping. He's not coming to Brooklyn. Yeah, The Nets are gonna have to get veterans who are not going to be able to get contracts. Or who want to take a pay cut, like you said, mm-hmm. to win the championship because they don't have enough money to make a run at anybody for real, for real. Or, right, and this is where everybody, including myself, they're going to have to trade for somebody. You have to make that yeah, trade yeah. and get that for. And once you start that trade talk, it's like, all right, well, who's going to go? And we got a lot of key pieces that could be probably put in that pieces, trade. Bro. And that should have yeah, hurt, for sure. Yeah, bro. That's, That's, a fact. That's a fact. I love NBA, man. He needs to come back. Max. I mean, they're talking about it's coming back before Christmas, so we'll see. Yeah, I seen like December. Or something yeah, like December twenty second. They're looking at that date as starting the season because they're trying to trying to convince people that the ratings drop was was just because of timing, right? So mm-hmm. if you bring it back around Christmas, you remind people, yeah, nah, Christmas belongs to us. I think that's what they're trying to do. Right. Um, and it does. Christmas comes around, you know, it's gonna be basketball. Yeah, I just want it to be back in the arenas, bro. Facts. It's not gonna shit, be no. Arena, if it's not gonna be no fans, if if they started on Christmas, bro, it's, it's not happening. <sighs> Well, just let me and my boy Christian. Facts, you know right, what I'm saying? No facts. other reporters in the building, bro. That's me. Facts. But yo, I was going to say, like, to transition real quick, let's talk about music. Because some fire albums have dropped over mm-hmm. these last few months. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know, like, y'all personal opinions. What do y'all think? The last, you know, like, what's your what's your hottest five albums or, you know, or top top one album that dropped recently? Top right one album. Right now? Right now. Right now. Uh, the right Butcher now? coming, nigga. Benny? Benny the Butcher? Butcher. Facts. 
Facts. The Butcher is coming. Griselda, man. Facts. Yeah. Tapped in. Bro. Shout out to Carl for putting me on. Yo, yes. I can't lie. I Griselda owned this year. Yes. Yeah. That's a like, fact. That's a fact. Bro, the amount of projects they put out, bro, is crazy, mm-hmm. bro. That like, each of them, bro. each of them, bro. I feel like they put four projects out each this this yeah. year alone, alone, bro. Like, it's alone. crazy, bro. Like, That's a fact. Can I just say real quick, R.I.P. Pop Smokes, bro. R.I.P. Yeah. Pop Smokes. Still bump his shit every day. Every day. Some type of Pop Smoke comes into my head, bro. Him and Kobe. I'll just be sitting down and be like, Dude. And Nip, bro. R.I.P. Nip. R.I.P. I was just starting to get a Nip when, when niggas got him, bro. Yeah. Just was starting to get into him. I was... Man, yeah, that shit's crazy, crazy, bro. For sure. Yeah, man. That shit is tough, but I'm definitely going with Benny the Butcher Facts. right now. Right now. I'm going I'm 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 to I'm give you my top five artists right now. I'm gonna go Manny the Butcher. I'm gonna go Don Tolliver. I'm gonna put Freddie Gibbs up there because I just got put on to him and I'm fucking mm-hmm. with his music. I never bumped OD. that much Freddie oh, nah. like that. Yeah, like that. Carbon tapping me like on the rise home. Carbon tapping me in. So yeah, I get uh, those three right now. I'm gonna say Trav because I'm a Travis Scott fan, and then I'm gonna just say Drake because he's like, fuck you. Drake is timeless, bro. This is a Drake hit for every part of life. Damn it. Yeah, he as just put out a remix think, with bro, Young Blue and that shit is fire. Bro, as far back as I could think, there's been a Drake song that's like, yep, that got me through high school. Yep, yeah. that, that got me through I freshman year in college, Drake bro. Facts, bro. This thing be crying. I'll be crying, bro. Yeah, niggas don't cry when y'all be breaking you up. Cried in a oh, Drake well, song, nigga. You cry. I know you cried for a breakup. Some light skin, nigga. This nigga's some light skin. You never cried from a breakup, bro. I, I really only had one breakup. The, not so. to no Drake song, bro. Like, but I'm it just trying. Drake just happened to be on, nigga. I didn't put him on. <laughs> nah, man. you put that nigga nah, on. You like, nah, I'm feeling. I probably. I might have. Yeah, I might have put that. I might have put it on. Oh, cry if you need to. Marvin's room. Marvin's room. Marvin's room. Anything to do. Chill nah, I start crying now. Yeah, right. chill, out. chill out. Oh Relax. man. Yeah, but but so that's what you, that's what you feel too. You feel Griselda? Like yeah, you, nah, yo, Griselda? I started messing with with the new Benny. Okay, mm-hmm. bro, he's so nice, bro. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask, like, so do you feel like Benny the Butcher had the best album? This like this this yeah. This month? I mean, uh, of recent yeah. Like okay. I can't yeah. think of an album recently okay. that 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 gives you that feeling. Um. Benny's Benny's album was fire. Um, I'm trying to think of who. Shout else. out Hit Boy. Yeah. Yes. You know I'm. I've honestly been recycling a lot of old music. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this year it's been tough, just man. been like especially been in the crib. You just yeah, tapping into bro. old music. Yeah, I just been listening. I did this project for Finish Line. Uh, my boy Adrian at Finish Line hit mm-hmm. me like, "Yo, we got a project coming up. We'd love to. We'd love to." Uh, to commission you to write a piece. I'm like, oh, what's up? On what? Because I'm like, obviously, if I'm writing about basketball, I can't. Outside of Daily Daily News pays me like, yo, you can't write about NBA stuff anywhere else. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, that's right. fine. Y'all paying me for that. But he was like, yo, so the, what was it? The 10-year anniversary of Kanye West album, Late Registration, passed mm-hmm. by not too long ago. And he was just like, yeah, just give it a listen and, and write about it. And I, that was the first time, like, I feel like at that point, I wasn't really as aware in terms of, especially as, as, in terms of music. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be listening to stuff just for just for the sound, just for the for the energy they gave you. But when right. you sit there and listen to what Ye was actually talking about back then, and then you turn on the news and, and yeah. George Floyd yeah. got killed by an yeah. officer who kneeled on, the, on his neck for, for nine minutes, and Breonna Taylor got killed by officers wearing plain clothes. Battering ram the crib down, shooting people. Yo, yeah. this is stuff Ye is talking Ye about back then. Like, he prophesied. He prophesied. Yeah, bro. I miss, I miss Ye, bro. But I that miss, makes it so sad. Because yeah. it's like, how did you prophesize all this and 
You you bad, bro. You ain't wildin'. It's bad. Uh, Not voting for you. What it's else, nice. man? I honestly, Summer Walker had a fire project, man. That's I, I never bad. bumped it. Summer Walker. Her you know I be tapped in. Was you know I'm tapped in. Fire. Nah, yeah, that's fine. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tap in, bro. Mm-hmm. I had that's a shorty way. put me on to something I didn't even really know. I, I mean, I'm like, what I do? I'm listening to Summer Walker. Shorty, I used to. Uh, you got to tap in music. to that music. side sometimes, bro. Music is music, bro. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, at that point, Walker. it was her. It was that and, and Chloe and Haley. Yo, oh, they, bro, they're talented. They went they're tough, tough, bro. They're talented, bro. That, that joke Brent is crazy. Brent Fias, too. Tap yeah. in. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of, yeah. good, a lot of good music. Ooh, I think you yeah, just got to go is. find yeah. it. Yeah. Big Sub, I'm trying to hear that Carl Navy, though. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, because we, oh, we here oh, now. Oh, What's up? We bro? here now. Cue me up. Cue me up, Frank. Ice up. Cue me up, Frank. Ice up. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said he could rap in the last year. But we here now. We got Jay Chris talking about the freestyle. And I heard you've been ducking him, too. What's up? I heard you've been ducking him, too. I heard you've been ducking him, too. You ain't really see it. I kick it the last punt. Walking to the store, the goal is the last runs. I see green in my visuals, eyes of the rest. Okay. You ain't see it. Stretch like elastic. Money make them trash like plastic. You ain't know this, but it's drastic. I'm at the round. Bitch, love me like a fucking hey. nah. I, it, I, I was okay. I mean, I got a shorty, so I gotta keep it thorough on the front now. Look, turn me up, Frank. Turn me up in the headphones. Let me, let me, let me, let me try. Look, turn me back up, Frank. Uh, look, throw some words at me. Throw some words at me. Look. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We Facts. at the realm. You got words? Oh. Yeah. We at the realm. We're drinking on the water. And in the quarter water, but I'm drinking it. They better send it back in, cause I'm drinking it. Facts. That's a big fact. And I'm coming through like a type of machine. I'm off beat, but I'ma stay on track. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. Uh, talk to me. Uh, uh. He take it too long, so I'm going off the dome. Mm. Next thing you know, I'm about hey. to take Shorty home. Oh, hey. that's it, that's it. <laughs> Baby, I'm sorry. I ain't mean it. I ain't mean it. I'm, I'm fucking up. My fault. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Big facts. Yeah, that was fake. That was all right. I'm fucking around. I thought he was going to freeze up. I thought he was going to freeze up. I knew it was in there. I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around. That beat, I've definitely tried to freestyle to that beat. It's kind of hard. Those are different beats you got to write. Nah, let him live. Let him live. So I want to give a quick shout out to Black Owned Brand. Um, actually female owned it's a wellness subscription box it's called soulful self and basically each month these uh, subscription boxes basically provide different um, materials or products for black women it's to honor them honor their spirits and just you know promote wellness mm-hmm. all right tap so, in you know tap we'll in. have it info Fire. will be in the bio Nah, oh, I, mean, I might need to tap in and get my Definitely mom gotta tap what, type of, what type of products they be having? Like, oh, you got, yo, you got to feel me? I got to take tap, a look. Got to tap, tap in, in. Uh, first. Uh, got to You got to feel me, subscribe. It's, they, gonna, they, hit you, they hit you, they hit your shorty, they hit you. They're going to hit your I, mom. I don't got no shorty, month. bro. I'm, oh, yeah, so, I don't got so. no shorty, bro. You just reminded me. I mean, you know, no. Sad boy. Sad boy fall. Sad boy. Listen to that Drake tonight. She might put you Man, this man is this man is an illustrious A-list writer, man. You yeah, think this facts. nigga be sad? That's a nah, I'm not, yeah, I'm chilling. Nigga, his crib look like Drake crib, nigga. You got to relax. That's what the other day. You got to relax. Yeah, he was at the crib the other That's day. That's looking like Drake crib. I, I wasn't in my crib. I was gone. Yeah, I I was lit. <laughs> I was lit, bro. All right, but oh, definitely want to thank y'all for tuning in to episode four once again. And thank you, Christian, Yo, for popping for up, me. showing love, that. dropping gems. Giving us these inside stories that we wish and hope to hear any chance we can get. And definitely want to, you know, just thank y'all again for tuning in to the Realm Podcast. I'm your host, Swan. 
And you got Radala. Peace. It's your boy Carl. Peace. How Thanks. Are you? This is Chris. Uh, also, one last thing. Uh, I love doing this. If anybody or anybody that and if anybody that you know and that's whoever's watching this, right, anybody right. that you know is interested in getting into sports journalism, mm. please hit me up. Tap I in. Love, I oh, love putting people. You got a mentor. On. Right yeah, I, I, I didn't have a mentor, you know what I'm saying? So I would love to just try to put people on game, let them know what I did, try to open a door for somebody else, because if I would have had that, mm-hmm. probably would have got here a little bit faster, you know what right. I'm saying? So yeah. if, anybody, if I could be a resource to anybody, you know what I'm saying, if that's journalism related, if that's college related, if you want to go to Hampton, hit me up. If you want to go to an HBCU, hit me up. I'm always trying to help out. So Yeah, that man yeah. said tap in. Facts. And please make sure, y'all, so we can create to, you know, keep coming with this great content. Like and subscribe, please. The button is right below. We ask you. We don't ask you anything. We just ask you to do that one thing. And like I said before, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see y'all next episode. We out. Peace out. Rolling with my niggas with the top down. Best believe we gon' be alright. Open up the pack and crack a Dutch down.